the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, February the 14th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. Today is Valentine's Day. I could tell you a few stories about Valentine's Day, how it came about, but man, there's dozens of stories and everybody or somebody somewhere disclaims all of them, and yet somebody somewhere says they're all true. So I, we don't know for sure what the background of it is, but there's some interesting and sort of uh, warm and fuzzy stories about how Valentine's Day came about. But one thing is for sure, it's a good day to tell your Valentine, Happy Valentine's Day. I would say Happy Valentine's Day to my Valentine, Marjorie. I love you, honey. Happy Valentine's Day. Today in 1989, Iran's uh, Ayatollah Khomeini, he called on Muslims to kill Salman Rushdie. He was the author of Satanic Verses. You may remember that. It became a worldwide story. He went into, uh, Rushdie went into hiding and has lived most of his life in hiding. I don't know if he's still living or not. I haven't followed him that closely, but it was a, it was a, quite a turning point in his life. He made a lot of money off the book. I don't know if he felt later it was worth it or not, but nonetheless, they went after him. They said that his novel uh, condemned, they condemned it as blasphemous because he spoke negatively against Islam in it and against Muhammad, and that is not acceptable with, in Islam, as you know. Today in 1876, inventors Alexander Graham Bell and Elisha Gray applied separately for patents related to the telephone. There was quite a debate over it. Who actually had developed it? The U.S. Supreme Court eventually heard the case, and they ruled that Bell was the rightful inventor. Today in 1912, Arizona became the 48th state of the Union, Today, in 1913, labor leader Jimmy Hoffa was born in Brazil. No, not that Brazil. Brazil, Indiana. Today, in 1924, Computing Tabulating Recording Company of New York was formally renamed International Business Machines Corporation. We know them as IBM. Today, in 1929, the St. Valentine's Day massacre took place in Chicago in a garage. Seven rivals of Al Capone's gang were gunned down. Today, in 1967, Aretha Franklin, the daughter of Dr. Franklin, who pastored that great church in Detroit for so many years, she recorded her cover of the song of Otis Redding's song, Respect. You've probably heard it and seen it in commercials, and that song is still widely used for a number of things, including people singing it and so on, then recording it. But she recorded at Atlantic Records in New York. It was very, very, very successful. One year ago today, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked emergency powers to try to quell the protests by truck drivers. Remember that? We talked about it on this program. In fact, I remember I wrote an article about it a year ago, 
and I said, God bless the truck drivers. And I got a lot of response from truck drivers who are driving around the country and that, that happened to read what we write each day. And I got a number of them said, you know, God bless you. Thanks for saying that. And so on. But that was one year ago today that he was trying to quell the protest by these truck drivers and others who came to Ottawa to protest over the country's COVID-19 restrictions. They were just killing industry and they were killing the trucking business. So they all came there. And of course, the government using the people's money in Canada, came against them and um, wanted to shut them down and send them home. Eventually, the protest was over. I'm sure you've heard about what happened in Michigan State. Um, Anthony McRae at Michigan State University. Anthony McRae. I think he was 43. I've seen an article where they said he was 43 years old. Another article said he was 47. But anyway, he was 43 or 47 years old. He shot and killed three students. He wounded five others. Four of them are still in critical condition. One is not in critical condition. His body was found, I guess, late last night after he had killed himself. They're looking into it now. And of course, there will be a I mean, that's a horrible, horrible thing. But there will now be a, a just a shrieking call to get rid of guns, and we've got to get rid of guns, and we're barbaric, and so on. And I will say what I have said a thousand times, because I deeply believe it. We do not have a gun problem in America. We have a sin problem in America. And when we can get our beliefs and our, our heart right, the guns are instruments. They're a spear, a knife, whatever. We have a heart problem. We need to get right with God. We need to turn our nation toward God and people's hearts toward God. And I don't say that out of any callous feelings about the loss of life by shooting. It's happening in our cities across America. It's happening as a result of far-left, crazy kinds of policies or lack thereof and it's being caused by pervasive sin by celebrating sin in America our president is obsessed with transgenderism you tell me when you've seen that in history maybe maybe Nero but not many leaders have been as obsessed with transgenderism and homosexuality, as our president is today. That's his main agenda. Well, Rome Burns, he fiddles with sexual perversion. That's the problem that we have. I want to thank you for all of your support of this ministry, this program. I want to thank you for those of you who are responding. We recently expanded this program into New Mexico covering Albuquerque and Santa Fe. And I, I haven't gone into to the reasons, and there's not a specific reason or a connection that I have there. In fact, I was just thinking the other day, I don't know if I know anybody in those cities. I, I may, but I, I, I'm not aware of it. But I did feel very deeply in my heart that we should do this. And it wasn't a whim. It was really a nudge. And I don't know all of why we should go there, but I do know it's the right thing to do. And I shared it with you. Uh, kind of, you know, <laughs> over a cup of coffee at the kitchen table, so to speak. I just told you I, I really felt we needed to go in there, and we did. And we started the first of the month, so this is uh, the 14th. 
So we've been there 14 days, and um, I haven't heard from anybody in New Mexico, but they'll, they'll, we'll, we'll start to hear from them. But I have heard from you, those of you who support this ministry, and uh, a number of you have sent additional monies to help us cover the the upfront, the $12,000 that we need to really be in that market and be successfully, be successful there. People in the market will start to contribute to us. I, I know that. I've, I've seen it. Those of you who do support us, you did. And um, I, I know the, the people there will. But I know even more importantly, I know we're supposed to be there. So thank you. And those of you who have sent extra money and sent a check and said, hey, this is for New Mexico. And I mean, a lot of you have. And, and I, I really appreciate that. We're, we don't have the $12,000 yet, but we're, we're getting there. So anything you can do to help in that regard, thank you so much. And for those of you who support this ministry regularly, monthly, and some of you generously, and all of you doing what you feel God wants you to do and what you're able to do. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Our address is box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399 Bellevue, 98009. I got this with a contribution with a check. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it, until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1.6 That's a great verse. All verses are great. But that's a great verse. Sometimes we wonder. Sometimes we get a little confused. Sometimes we have questions. Most of the time we have some questions. But we must know that God has a plan for our lives. God is working through that plan. And God is right on time. He's never late. He's never early. He's right on time. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. As long as God gives me breath, God is in control. Not Joe Biden. I'm sure that would be a shock to him, but not Joe Biden. Not Xi Jinping. Not Putin. God is in control. I do want to talk to you today about China. A Chinese high-altitude balloon that passed over the United States at the start of February did a lot of damage. According to Representative Michael McCall, a representative uh, Republican from Texas, he's the chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, so he's well-informed. He knows what's going on. In an interview on CBS Face the Nation program on Sunday, a couple of days ago, McCall said that the Chinese balloon was a sophisticated spy balloon. That's not what the, our government's been telling us. They're going, oh, it's a balloon, you know, and blah, blah, blah. They weren't even going to do anything about it. The thing that bothers me, I don't want to get sidetracked here, but the, the thing that bothers me so much is that these news people, big and little, local people and national people, on all the networks, are saying our government waited till the balloon was over water so they wouldn't hurt anybody when they shot it down. That is not true. That is not true. Right from the get-go, when somebody said, hey, there's a great big balloon in the sky, and it was that guy in Billings, Montana, I forget his name, but who, he's, a, he's a journalist for the Billings, what is it, Gazette or something like that, and he was has a a private airplane, a, a small uh, single-engine plane of his own. He flies around all over the place in Montana. And it's a good way to get places there. It's a long drive from place to place in Montana, as we know. But anyway, he 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 saw the thing, and he started looking at it and trying to figure out what it was. I mean, it, it, 
the thing was just floating up there and our government with all of our sophistication and all of our equipment and everything, they either didn't know about it or they just didn't want to tell anybody. They didn't want to bother with it. And in all of those cases, it's pretty hard to, at least for me, to, to get that. I don't understand why they were so ambivalent about it, but they were. And they, at first, they said it's no, I mean, the president said it's not a big deal. It's not, we're not really concerned about it. And then his, his military people, whom I have zero confidence in, the leadership, not, not the kids that are out there fighting for America. I'm talking about the top leadership that's hanging around the White House. Boy, I, I've, I've wanted to have confidence in them, and I can't find a reason to just based on what they say and what they don't say and what they do and what they don't do. They're preoccupied along with the president on all of this LGBTQ stuff that's going on. So anyway, based on what they were saying, they were saying, oh, we're, it's not that big a deal. And, and then us little people out here begin to hear about it, and, and we begin to say, wait a minute, it's a big deal to us. And we elected you guys. We're paying your salary. And so there was such an, a, an outcry or a, a, just a, a response nationally, like, what do you mean it's not a big deal? It's a big deal to us. So finally they go, well, we're going to shoot this thing down. And, well, we're going to look at, well, the president is going to take control and the president is going to give an order. But until the people were enraged about it, they weren't even going to shoot it down. I mean, it was just... They were just ambivalent, if they even knew about it. That part of this whole story, I can't quite put together. But it's not encouraging, I'll tell you that. And it does matter who we elect when we go to the polls or punch our holes in our ballot or whatever we do. So anyway, in this in this interview, this McCall, who's very well informed, he said it was a sophisticated spy balloon. It went across three nuclear sites. He was telling CBS this Sunday morning on Face the Nation. He said it went across three nuclear sites as it floated over the United States from January 28th to February 4th. McCall specifically noted that the balloon passed over nuclear bases in Montana, the U.S. Strategic Command, STRATCOM, and a base that hosts nuclear bombers in Missouri. Specifically, he says the balloon, the balloon passed over Malmstrom Air Force Base in Montana and Offutt Air Force Base. Malmstrom is home to U.S. nuclear missile forces. Offutt is home to STRATCOM, which is tasked with detecting and deterring attacks against the United States and its allies, including nuclear strikes. The balloon also flew near Whitman Air Force Base, or Whiteman, I'm not sure how you pronounce that one, but Air Force Base, which hosts a nuclear capable B-2 Spirit stealth bombers. He said it did a lot of damage. He said the balloon passed over the various U.S. military sites before it was shot down off the coast of South Carolina on February 4th. So from from January 28th to February 4th, this thing was just floating up there. It was being directed. It was not a weather balloon. China lied to us and to the world, and we knew it from right from the beginning. But what he says is, he says, the fact is, whether it be a hypersensitive weapon that they've made that circled the world and landed with precision, China, just weeks ago, maybe a couple of months now, they did so. They shot a, 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 a missile, went all the way around the world and landed with precision. It was 20 miles off, but they, they everybody calls that pretty precise. Anyway, 
He said they made a, a, a hypersonic weapon that circled the world, landed with precision to the spy balloon. He said, we have to stop selling them the very technology that they use in their most advanced weapon systems and that they can turn against us. And recent reports have indicated that Ch- Chinese government has bought U.S.-produced soft- software products for the use in its hypersonic missile programs. And in recent years, U.S. officials have accused China spies of stealing key technologies, and they stole sold uh, uh, stolen internet uh, uh, properties, and they've stolen uh, patented properties, music and movies, and I mean they're stealing everything. What's the matter with our president? I know he has cognitively impaired, but sometimes he seems to be thinking, and when he is, he doesn't seem to be acting in the in the best interest of the of the country. These this is not political. It's just one guy out here, and I, I happen to love my country, and I grew up and was taught to love my country, and we had a flag in our classroom, and nobody was burning it down. And, I, I, you know, and you just have to ask, what what's going on here? I mean, what are these guys up to? I think at the root of all of this, we find that there there is there is a group of people in America, some in leadership, who are committed to globalism. I want to talk to you a little bit about that today in the context of China, because they are a very good example. They're not pushing for globalism, but they're advocating for it to those who are pushing for it because they feel they can they can intrude into the world order more easily if there is a push and a goal of uh, that leads toward a kind of globalism. They can become the chairman of the globalist community, while Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates now has joined that choir and others think they can be kind of the king of the hill. So that's my version, very, you know, pretty humbly stated, but that's my version of what I think is going on politically in regard to national sovereignty. I also want to touch in a moment on how does God feel about national sovereignty? Sovereignty. What does he think about that? Well, the Bible speaks to that, and I'll tell you what it says in a moment. Concerns are growing over China's efforts on every front, but one of them is they're buying up American farmland near U.S. military bases. Experts are telling our lawmakers they need to act. China expert uh, Michael uh, Pillsbury, and everybody quotes him, uh, so he's pretty well known, and conservatives quote him a lot, so they must have confidence in him. He issued an argument, uh, an urgent warning uh, yesterday for legal action to be taken against the Chinese Communist Party as concerns for national security swell, he said. According to the USDA, Chinese landowners control approximately 383,000 acres of U.S. farmland. That's not a lot compared to other nations, friendly nations like South Korea and others, but they're buying like crazy farmland, particularly. And they're expanding their control within America in light of all of the other things we've talked about, surveillance and all that. They're buying up farmland. But what they're doing, in fact, they have increased their value of of owning foreign land 20-fold in the last 10 years, from $81 million in 2010 to about $1.9 billion in 2021. It's a very important subject. Two Washington State U.S. representatives, though, 
are sponsoring a bill to stop the, the Communist Chinese Party from buying any land in the U.S., and they have just launched this, and I, I will tell you about them in a moment. But Michael Pillsbury says there needs to be a law passed by both houses, signed by the president. Monitoring this or saying that it cannot be done if it's so many hundred miles from an Air Force base. Well, these two from Washington State are doing a little better than that, and I'm, I'm happy to say that. But he points out that this Fufeng, I think that's how you pronounce it, group, it's a China-based chemical manufacturing company, bought 300 acres of land for a corn mill in Grand Forks, North Dakota. However, the location is 12 miles away from Grand Forks Air Force Base, and that is home to U.S. intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance units, and top-secret drone technology. Senator Mike Rounds, a Republican from South Dakota, says China, the Chinese Communist Party, has increased their holdings of farmland outside of China 1,000%. He said they own 1,300 egg processing facilities outside of China, at a value of $35 billion. He says food security is also national security. Very true. Meanwhile, the U.S. Air Force sent a letter to North Dakota Senator John Hoven. In the letter, they said, quote, the proposed project presents a significant threat to national security with both near and long-term risks of significant impacts to our operations in the area. Pillsbury said on Fox... He reacted to that chilling message, and he said, but a letter doesn't stop anything. He said, that's not the way policy is made. He said, we need to have elected officials stand up and create policies and force them to a vote. Well, that's happening. Former uh, Trump uh, Deputy National Security Advisor KT McFarland, she's also for regulations over the issue that she believes is being solved at our expense. Now, House Republicans are pushing to bar any person or business associated with the Chinese Communist Party from purchasing agricultural land in the U.S. Clearly, there is no leadership coming from the Biden administration on this issue. As I said, they are preoccupied with sexual perversion. They really are in gender dysphoria. That's what they're, that's absorbed. That That is what Biden is doing. That is his main thing. He says that. I'm not surmising that. I mean, he had said, "That's I'll ha- I have your back," and every time he has a chance, he's going to promote that. And, and yes, there's kids out there that are confused and hurting. I've ministered to kids. I've been a youth pastor. I've been with them on the streets, and they've brought them into the church and all of that. I understand that. My heart is out to them, but man, the president isn't solving the problem. He's accommodating and facilitating it and making it worse. While America is in trouble, we're vulnerable. Representatives Dan Newhouse from Washington State and Kathy McMorris-Rogers from Washington State, alongside with 40 co-sponsors, last week proposed legislation that would prohibit any purchase of public or private agricultural real estate in the United States and its territories by non-resident aliens foreign businesses, or any agent, trustee, or fiduciary associated with the government of the People's Republic of China. That's the best worded bill that I've seen, and there are several out there that are percolating now. The legislation is known as the Prohibition of Agricultural Land for the People's Republic of China Act. And there's more to it, but that's in the works. And thanks to Newhouse 
and to Rogers. Newhouse warns that China's investments in other countries' food supplies have enabled Beijing to exert control over these countries, a strategy China is likely pursuing in the United States of America. What does God think about national sovereignty? Dave Ruser, he's a Republican from North Carolina, he co-sponsored this bill with the Republican legislation. He said to allow China, governed by the Chinese Communist Party, to acquire farmland near and around key military and otherwise strategic base areas in the United States is as dumb as it gets. He's right. That should be put on a billboard. It's dumb on so many fronts. But it's also in violation of God's order. We like to say God is in control because we believe that with all of our hearts. And one of the ways that God is in control of the world at this time is God established national sovereignty. Babel did not happen because God did not want globalism. God wants national sovereignty. In Acts chapter 17, verse 26, it's an interesting verse. The Bible says, And hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed, and the bounds of their habitation. God has appointed borders and culture and language. He has appointed the bounds of their habitation. God designed the individual sovereign nation as a unit of civil government for men. Currently, there's 197 sovereign nations on the earth today, and only one has the design of a constitutional republic rooted in biblical principles. That's us. We have liberty of our Christian expression and other expressions. We have the privilege of living in this unique, God-given nation because it was founded on God's idea of national sovereignty and borders and so on. The U.S. Constitution, 1789, secures the sovereignty of the United States by which the philosophy of rights and self-government described in the Declaration of Independence is institutionalized and is secured, declaring that rights are not given by civil government but by the Creator, God and are authorized through the consent of the governed. That's what this war is about. Our national sovereignty protects and sustains our inalienable rights as American citizens. Globalism is the counterfeit of national sovereignty. Globalism is at war with God. Only the U.S. Constitution of 1789, recognized and exercised by citizens, guarantees the sovereignty and the security of the United States of America. Under God, our national sovereignty secures our God-given right to self-government. Globalism replaces national sovereignty, removes the rights and liberty of our nation that as it was designed to employ. We have the duty under God to hold fast to the, to the U.S. Constitution of 1789 to guarantee our sovereignty and liberty under God. And all of this is a movement against that eternal principle. God wants nations and borders and culture for this time in history. And there's an interesting verse in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. 
The Bible says, after this, this is those have been caught up to be with the Lord. After this, I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people. Nations will survive. It's God's will. Hey, thanks for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.